When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. A supermodel Cindy Crawford was brand new on the scene when she appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show back in 1986. Wow. This is how far back we're going. So was she married to, was Cindy Crawford no, I'm thinking, who was married to Billy Joel? Oh, uh, Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley, right. No. Cindy Crawford was married to... to Richard um, Gere for a hot minute, wasn't yeah. she? Before yeah. she uh, met and married Randy Gerber. Yep. Uh, yeah, so 1986, Cindy Crawford was the supermodel. Just kind of burst onto the scene, uh, taking the world by storm, was everywhere. And old, do we know how old she was? Because oh, I feel like these supermodels, when they first hit the scene, they were like 19, 20. Yeah. Yeah, I think she was about 20, actually. Okay. And looking back on that appearance on the Oprah Winfrey show in 1986, she doesn't like the way Oprah treated her. After commenting on Cindy's body, Oprah made Cindy stand up and show it off to the audience. Ooh. And I, this is the audio of that of that moment. I think, uh, yeah. Did she always have this body? <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> Stand up just a moment, because no one saw you come in standing up. Now this is what I call a body. <laughs> very good, very good. But I'm not not. I don't weigh 100 pounds. I'll tell that lady on the phone that I do not weigh 100 pounds. You're what, are you about five nine, I, five ten? Five nine, and I tried to stay around 120. Okay. So. I'm happy wow. for you. <laughs> right. That's incredible. Isn't that funny? It just shows you. 5'9", 120? Changed. Woo! Yeah. Right. And keep in mind, you know, Oprah's own body issues that she was dealing with at right. the time. So uh, anyway, I bring this up because on that new Apple TV Plus series, The Supermodels, Cindy says, I was like, I was like the chattel or a child. Like, mm -hmm. be seen and not heard. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she look, looking back on that, it really bothered her. With Cindy, it was much more psychologically. She was uh, not sure she really wanted to model. I was like the chattel. Of mental stability. Or a child, like be seen and not heard. When you look at it through today's eyes, when Oprah's like, stand up and show me your body. Like, show us why you're worthy of being here. In the moment, I didn't recognize it. Only when I looked back at it and I was like, oh my gosh. That was so not okay, really. Especially from Oprah. 
Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. She used the word chattel, which refers to movable goods that can be owned, bought, and sold like livestock. Wow. And it was also used to describe slaves during a, a dark period in our history. Uh, but as far as Oprah's behavior, you know, like Jen said, I mean, yeah, it was a different time. Even decent people did I mean, creepy things that you know, they, that, weren't always perceived as creepy in, in, during that time. Didn't know any better. Uh, which is not an excuse, but uh, I would argue Oprah has grown tremendously since then. Yeah, if she had to do it all over again; would do it differently. I wonder how the what the Playboy bunnies that used to party at the Playboy Mansion, looking back on it now, the way that they were treated. You know that whole mm-hmm. that whole culture. I think it still goes on. World, I, I that the Playboy Mansion one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I watched that reality show for a million years. If you remember, it was like Holly, Bridget, and Kendra. Yeah. With Hugh Hefner. Oh, yeah. And all the things that were happening there. If we went back and like dissected that show (laughs) after editing, it is still interesting. Yeah. Have you guys watched the suit? Do you guys have Apple TV Plus? I do not. Yeah. But they have the supermodel documentary. Have you watched that yet? It's with Cindy Crawford, Naomi Campbell, Mm. Nikki Taylor. It's how they used to be the uh, original influencers. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but that's what that that's clip what is it's from. from. Yeah. yeah. I want to, maybe when it gets to Amazon, I'll give it a tune in. But it's supposed to be really good. Yeah. Well, Tom Hanks is completely willing to get as dirty as he's got to get to go to space. He's willing to do all the onboard chores like cleaning toilets, serving food, folding clothes, and stowing the gear. He said, if there was room, I would be the guy that cleans up, makes jokes, tells stories, and keeps everybody entertained. I'm your man. I would probably sign up right now. That might be a good idea. I'll do all the work. That way the others could be free to do other stuff. He wants to go to space. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, and he's cool with that job. I'm cool with that job. Like, I like that job. Cleaning toilets? Well, that's probably not my favorite, but like cleaning up the kitchen or doing the dishes mm-hmm. or, you know, you all, you just finished your meal. You all chat, have a good time. I'm going to go in the kitchen and just, <laughs> there's something about. I'm going to get away from people. <laughs> Be alone with my wash rag. Yeah. I mean, there is something <laughs> for me kind of comforting in that mental zone out of just menial tasks like doing dishes. You think with Tom Hanks. At a certain point, you can you've accomplished everything you ever thought Dreamed you would ever norm. freaking do, right? And you get to a mental block where you're like, "Well, now what? What do I do now? What's next?" Do you think that's you know? Like, I think you just do what brings you pleasure at that yeah. point. Because I I'm thinking there's no way in hell I'd ever want to go to space. Never ever ever yeah, ever that's not ever. My thing either. But I'm not at the place where Tom Hanks is, where, you know, he's done done every single thing he could potentially ever do. He's done or has had the opportunity or could afford to do. Yeah. Yeah. But that's left. But that Apollo movie that he was in, he had to feel like, man, I did this movie. I would love to go to real space. You know what I mean? Right. He knows a lot about it. Yeah. I would feel like regardless, like I understand of all the things that he's done, but I think it would be neat to be like, I did this entire movie about space and now I get to go there for real. I would also like to experience weightlessness. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Totally. I think that would be really You can do that places without going to space, right? Like, can't you go to space camp or something like that? And they let you, there's like a a simulator and something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think so. I would do dishes in space. Mm-hmm. Yes. You would be handy. And on Earth. Yeah. <laughs>
And I do a good job on pans, by the way. Do you? Yeah. You scrub them good. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's your go-to dish cleaner? Uh, what's that? Bars, bar, barkeep something? Oh, barkeepers. Oh, barkeepers helper. Helper, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I will allow it. It's good for the stainless steel. <laughs> it oh, is. Yeah, man. I'll make your pans look good. <laughs> well, this sounds like a fun night out. Taylor Swift spotted out on the town of New York City on Tuesday night, arm in arm with Sophie Turner. Which is just kind of interesting. Sophie just announced her split from Joe Jonas, who just happens to also be Taylor's ex. Yeah, they're they're messing with him. So what do you think? They're, they're totally messing with him. About now, this is where it gets a little weird. It's hard to believe it's been this long. I don't even believe that the Jonas Brothers have been around this long. But Taylor and Joe dated about fifteen years ago. Wow! Wow! And Taylor claimed he broke up with her in a twenty-seven second phone call. I do remember that. And when we had all of our Swifty fans here making friendship bracelets, we were going through the list of Taylor's exes on who we don't like and who we like. Yeah. And Joe Jonas was one that we liked because everyone felt like they had rekindled their friendship yeah. because of Sophie. Yeah. And Taylor even gave Joe and Sophie baby gifts. Oh, wow. So huh. it looks like they were all still friends. Huh. Interesting. You know. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, they were 27. talking about enough. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> A 27-second phone call. And I bet, you know, I wouldn't that be something? A I long mean, time ago. Imagine, like, one of your exes gets married, has a couple of kids. Yes, and that then, has happened. Right, a couple of times. And then they break up, and you become friends with her. Her ex-husband. Wouldn't that be fun to hear what their married life was like? Or their, to hear the stories? Just oh, so yeah. you can compare. It's like, oh my God, he still does that? <laughs> oh God, I couldn't stand it either. Oh yeah, we had that same argument. Oh, yeah. yeah, we fought about that all the time. Right. I know people in my life that I would like to see that happen to. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> be hilarious, right? But my my first ex wife complimented me once, uh, just talking about you know how much I had grown and you know what a much better person. Thanks for I had out become. With me. Exactly right. right. She said that. Did she? And she and and she <laughs> no, said she didn't. She absolutely no. Well, the way she phrased it was, she said, "My only regret is that." Another woman is going to essentially enjoy the benefits mm. of the growth you've experienced being married to me. Yep, there you go. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Oh, God. That's, well, there's an old saying like, yeah, I remember, I don't remember how it goes, but the second wife gets to enjoy everything that the first wife, yeah. That's essentially For what sure. she said. For sure. So, Funny. I guess I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though she was kind of patting herself on the back. <laughs>
Uh, this is kind of cool. Uber has a new ad campaign that will be fronted by a psychopathic vigilante. Nice. Well, a fake one anyway. Robert De Niro will star in the in the Uber ads as his taxi driver character, Travis Bickle. Um, have you seen the movie Taxi Driver? It came out in the 1970s. It's an old, old, old classic movie. It was uh, Martin Scorsese, I think, was the director. One of his earlier films. Mm -hmm. And it takes place in, like gritty new york and he he does play a taxi a slightly yeah. nuts taxi yeah. driver and uh, that's that movie that is the famous scene where robert de niro is looking in the mirror and he says you talking to me mm -hmm. you talking to me he's getting himself all worked up well these ads are being shot in london this week it's not clear if they'll air in the u.s but obviously they'll be available online to anyone who wants to look at them but a source says signing up to commercials is selling out a bit, but obviously he's had a very expensive personal life, that Robert De Niro. <laughs> he's got quite a few kids. Yes, those expenses include a million dollars a year in alimony to his ex-wife, <laughs> Grace. Oh, Grace. Not to mention a, a new little mouth defeat. That's right. Which he's happy about. That one's happy about. He's excited, but not as much as Al Pacino. Al Pacino is not pleased <laughs> that he's got another one. Right. Well, by that age, they should know how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> they so, should have figured it out. It'll be interesting to see Robert De Niro kind of, you know, this many years later, having a little fun with that role. Yeah. Yeah. So Lana Del Rey finally commented on those viral photos and video of her working at a Waffle House in Alabama. And this is what she said happened. She was there for hours, hours with her brother and sister. And on their third hour, their server asked if they wanted shirts of course, they were thrilled. She said, this guy, a regular, comes in every day and orders two things. So they were like, just go get it for him. I brought him a Coke, no ice, and an empty cup. Wow. And then she joked that she wished her album had gone as viral. That's funny. I know. That is funny. Wow. That's a lot of time to spend in Waffle House. Yeah. Three hours. Oh, my well, god! It's easy to do. Imagine what you smelled like when you left there. Right? <laughs> Grease. You smelled like grease. You smelled like hash browns. Yeah. Good company and a good cup of coffee. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Paul McCartney wrote the song Hey Jude. He wrote it for a young Julian Lennon to offer him comfort during the divorce of his parents, John Lennon and Cynthia Lennon. Oh, really? Yes. It's before Oko. I didn't know or that. maybe because of o Yoko. Yoko. Uh, anyway, Julian Lennon, who's a musician in his own right, admits that he has a love-hate relationship with that song while he's absolutely thankful for it and, and appreciates what Paul McCartney did for him by writing that song. He says, I've probably heard that song and heard renditions of it more than most people alive. Yeah. He says, friends send him videos of babies and nappies singing it, which I really don't need. <laughs> yeah, it's not uh, like it's not the most upbeat number, right? Uh, something else he doesn't like about the song is that it's quote a stark and dark reminder of of what actually happened. You know that his dad walked out on him and his mom. That was a really painful time for him. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, and and where did he receive comfort? Not from his dad, but from his dad's bandmate. Wow. 
Anyway, Julian said that on Bill Ma- Bill Maher's podcast, Club Random. Mm. Yeah, I like Julian Lennon's music. He came out with an album, Volat. Too, too Late for Goodbyes. Yeah, in the late 80s. Good song. And I, I like the stuff. Yeah. All right, the Hunger Games movies will be back in theaters. I'm excited about this. Are this, you? Were oh, you a yeah. fan of those movies? Yes. I was too. I loved them. And the books the books were great. Because this is like a prequel that's this coming out, This is a prequel. Right? It is. It's called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And the trailer is out. It stars Rachel Zegler, Peter Dinklage, and Viola Davis. We watched Ooh. the last no, I'm night. Sure it's, we watched the Chris trailer. Chris was like, fire it up on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your love for these movies. Because I've never been able to get into them. Not because I don't find them interesting, but because the seeing kids die disturbed me. It is very disturbing. So what, it, what does it do for you? Like, what was the positivity that you got from that that was thrilling enough that you wanted to see more? I was I was rooting for Katniss because yeah. she, they're like overturning the system. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're focusing on the protagonist. Certainly. And their victory. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the change and, and all the change she's bringing to the that world. Right. I districts. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. Districts. She's fighting for what's right and she's fearless yeah. and she and I love the love story between her and PETA. I just thought was so tender and sweet. Mm-hmm. But is she making progress? Because this has been how many movies now? Well, this one's a prequel. Oh. So she's not in this one. Gotcha. So she's not. Yeah. So, this is uh, before Katniss. President Snow is like this white bearded man who obviously has got some issues because he pits people against each other. For and, entertainment. And What's this? his name in real life? He's the Sutherland guy, right? Kiefer. Um, it's uh, Donald. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kiefer's dad. This, this prequel is the story of President Snow. Because he's the kid. evil one that came up with all this crap with the districts, Jeff. So we're going to find out yeah. why he decided to be so prequel, horrible. It kind of shows him being a good guy in the mm-hmm. prequel. And something happens that turns him. It's kind of like Star Wars. Yeah. Gotcha. What yeah. made Darth Vader go dark? We're going to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's figure it out. All right. That's your latest E-News. We'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we've got three headlines for you. And out of those three, two are fake. So only one of those headlines is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a $25 McDonald's arch card. Yeah. Free McDonald's. Cool. Because, you know, they get the the new burgers now. Or, well, yeah, they are new. They're the... Improved. Right. Hotter, (laughs) juicier, tastier. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. 